0: You're listening to HR Market Watch here on the HR Happy Hour Network. I'm your host, George LaRock. HR Market Watch puts a special lens on new and innovative HR technology from emerging and established technology companies. Join me on my quest to find what workforce trends and what technology really matter to the world of work and HR. Learn more about the trends and the technology we discuss at hrwins.com and find more HR Market Watch episodes on the HR Happy Hour Network at hrhappyhour.net. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another HR Market Watch. I'm your host, George Larocque, and I'm really happy to be here on another podcast. Thank you for sharing a little bit of your day with me today. Now, before we jump in, I just want to remind you all that if you're doing something interesting in HR or HR technology, whether you're an employer or a tech vendor, I would love to have you as my guest here on the Market Watch. How do we do that? Just email me at hrmw at hrwins.com. That's hrm like market, w like watch at hrwins.com. And we'll start the conversation over there. Now, on today's show, we're going to focus on all of the investment activity that's taken place in the HR tech market year-to-date 2017. It's a true market watch. Now, I've been tracking all of the activity since the beginning of the year. I keep a running list as you've probably seen at HRWins.com. In addition, I also post news and quick thoughts on the deals as they happen on our business Facebook page, which is go to Facebook and look up LaRock Inc. L-A-R-O-C-Q-U-E-I-N-C. And what I've accumulated at HR Wins is not an exhaustive list, but it does represent the lion's share, I, I believe. And I, But I'd like to enlist your help. So if I got something wrong, a deal size or something, or if I left a deal out, please post in the comments or shoot me an email at hrmw at hrwins.com and i'll update the list i'll keep it as accurate as possible moving forward now i do have some insight for you today on all of the investment activity some some podcast worthy analysis if you will but before i go any further i just want to tell you i have one of the ceos from the list of investments here year to date it's actually uh, the second largest VC deal this year to date. Um, so it's a great conversation. I really enjoyed it. I'm happy that you get to listen into it today. And so stay tuned for that. So let's get back to that list. So so what jumped out at me? Let's let's start at the top. It's July seventh, and I'm looking at 35 deals year to date, worth a total of 402 million dollars. That's that's a substantial amount of money flowing into the HR tech world. Um, not record. Setting uh, pace for our industry, uh, but uh, it, it it's really healthy uh, nonetheless. Uh, the largest round went to, namely, the HCM payroll, H R I S talent focused emerging vendor out of New York City that happened in January, they closed another $50 million round in January, we know they're getting a lot of traction. uh, And we know they're having a lot of success developing uh, HR uh, focused software for uh, small and medium sized businesses, you know, up to 5000 employees or so. So now another thing when I look at the list, um, the top 10 deals, make up 242 of the 402 million. So that's uh we're getting some big rounds. I mean namely with 50 and uh we've got rounds that are uh you know 30, 20, you know in the teens. These are these are you know deal sizes that 5 6 years ago um in our space we would have fallen off our chairs. They seem fairly commonplace now. So there's a lot of focus on on this on this segment. Now, if it felt like Q1 had a slow start and things picked up in Q2, that wasn't just a feeling, that was an accurate assessment. You are right about that. Um, and I think, you know, the election had a lot to do with that, people sitting back waiting to see what would happen or what what wouldn't happen. And so Q1, we had 10, that's calendar Q1, uh, through March, we had 10 deals worth a total of $120.2 million dollars in q2 we had 22 deals worth a total of 251.2 million dollars so we more than doubled the q1 deal activity in q2 and here we are just seven days into q3 and i'm looking at three deals worth 30.7 million so we're on a a healthy clip as we enter q3 now will that sustain through the summer Um, will we uh, back off slow down and then surge at the end of the year I can't read those tea leaves, but um, I, uh, I I see a lot of activity. A lot of investors are calling me, looking for insight in different categories and on different vendors. Um, uh, there's no shortage of that. In fact, if anything, I'm seeing more of that at this time this year than I did last year. So, uh, so that's a good sign. We'll see how that how that pans out between now and the rest of the year. So here's some interesting other viewpoints that that I, I think uh, might jump out at you from the list the top, what was the top category of all this investment? I don't think there's a big surprise here. Talent acquisition had 25 deals for a total of $266.6 million. Um, I, when I look at categories, I look at the top level categories, talent acquisition, HCM and core HR, that that's one thing, talent management and post hire talent. Um, yeah, that that's another, I, 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 I don't go down into the subcategories because there's just too much overlap, although I will get into some of those with you today. So talent acquisition, $266.6 million. It's It's a big market. I've talked about that in the last couple of podcasts, the size um, of that market, the potential size, the total addressable market for talent acquisition. Uh, HCM and Core HR had five deals for 92.8 million. Um, And then talent management and sort of post hire talent, which includes things like culture and employee engagement, had five deals for 42.7 million. Now, the big question a lot of people are asking is around in the market around products and about the future is around artificial intelligence or AI uh, bots and automation and you know, chatbots, things like this, as well as machine learning. So this was interesting. And we only had two deals that were focused on AI bots or machine learning through May. Um, Now, since then, since June, since the start of June, we've had six deals. So that's, you know, the pace really uh, quickened on AI-focused deals. So a total of eight deals for $82.4 million. Now, um, here's the thing about that AI space. Uh, I'm seeing, I'm only seeing, you know, eight deals focused on AI. There are a lot of the other players, a lot of the existing players, platform players, point solutions, best of breeds that are all incorporating AI, machine learning, and automation into their existing products. Um, And I'm really focused here on the startups that are getting investment that are focused on AI. So it's either what the business is, or it's largely what the investment is earmarked for. It's what the message was around the investment. Now, here's something that might surprise you. And this, you know, has been surprising me for a while 12 deals 12 of the 35 were focused on job boards or as they like to call themselves now marketplaces Um, i call a spade a spade as if you will it's job boards are job boards if you're posting jobs and finding candidates you're a job board Um, you're only a marketplace if you're providing other types of services for the employer uh, and for the the talent that you're connecting with them, uh, things that may be uh, business related, financially related, um, things that go deeper than just matching jobs uh, and and candidates. So, uh, they're job boards. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, twelve deals, one hundred seven point four million. Given the announcement, um, you know, Google for jobs. This is a really really interesting trend that's continuing to take place because anybody that is a job board really does need to provide more than just job ads. They really need um, some level of differentiation, some level of quality—you know, more than just targeting a demographic or a, a generational segment like millennials or something like that. In my opinion, in order to sustain long-term, because Google can so easily um, segment the job results uh, based on the search strings that folks are are putting into Google. So, um, so that's an interesting one. I'm going to keep my eye there. I expect. Continued acquisition and consolidation activity over, you know, the next year in that space. Now, here's another one that's interesting, and it represents another trend that uh, we've been talking about for a long time. Eleven of the uh, deals, uh, 99.9 million, went into uh, the hourly or contingent workforce or gig and freelance uh, marketplace. So a lot of times the, they're, they're, we're blending these doing hourly and contingent or contingent and gig slash freelance. And these aren't all the same things. Uh, we tend to throw those buzzwords around like they're the same thing and they're not uh, contingent workforce has been you know on the table for decades uh, that's you know contract work and uh, that's a huge market gig and freelance work um, you know freelance I think most people understand just by its name gig being uh, you know uber type uh, stuff that although oh, nobody wants to be compared to uber these days but that's that's uh, that's that market this is this is something that I think we're going to see continue. And all of the trends show that um, the re- working relationships between employers and the people who do the work are, are changing and moving in this direction. And it doesn't surprise me that there's more money going into uh, into this space. Um, another thing that I would say overall, a trend that you've heard me talk about a lot, um, the bulk of these deals are vendors that are focused on the middle market and the SMB, like like namely. Um, so there, these are companies that are not exclusively focused on large enterprises with ten thousand employees or more. Some of them are, but it's the few, not the many. Um, some of them are uh, focused uh, across the board. So. Um, before I shift gears and we get into the interview uh, here on the podcast, I don't have time to go through all 35 or go through deeper analysis. Uh, That's for hrwins.com. Get over there uh, and take a look at the list, you know, um, download the the doc and and, you know, have fun with it, whatever. Uh, But let's talk about the top uh, the top five. Let's talk about the top five. We love top five lists. We already we already discussed number one, um, namely HCM, HRAS, payroll, very talent focused, started in performance management, um, came out in 2012, 2013, when um, really I started to see this, uh, companies you know, leveraging technology to develop more usable software, and namely took on core HR and payroll and talent management and um, and they're getting a lot of traction. They also provide benefits brokerage as well as the, the classic administration of benefits within the core HR system. Uh, so keep your eye on them because they're executing um, in a big way. They've been at it for a while. Um, the number two uh, uh, investment and it is the uh, guest that the CEO of this firm is on the podcast today is yellow, who um, uh, got a round of 31 million in June, yellow y e l l o leave off the w. And um, is uh, in talent acquisition, marketing and CRM. They started in campus recruiting, which is really interesting. They've also been at it since like 2009. Um, They started in campus and what that's done for them, they they really became a leader in campus recruiting, uh, technology for campus recruiting. And what that means is most of the largest global employers are working with Yellow. And uh, you'll hear that come out in the pod in the interview today and what that what's that what that has done is given them a great point to expand their platform into uh candidate relationship management and marketing focused on candidate experience and most folks had them pigeonholed in campus while folks like us who are analysts who get briefings all the time we've known that yellow is moving in this direction and they're getting a lot of traction. And this in this marketing and CRM space, I think you're going to see Yellow shake things up because they're, they were kind of a best kept secret for a long time when it came to this extended platform. And now a big part of their 31 million is earmarked for strategic growth. So um, they're going to be letting everyone know what they're doing um, a little more. Number three, we've got We've got ties for the third place um, uh, on our list here. I'll start with uh, Culture Amp, who in June got 20 million, another. Um, another large round of funding that's earmarked for growth. CultureAmp is in the world of feedback and engagement and analytics. And they've done one of the things they've done really well is built a community. These 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 uh, people geeks is what they what they call them. Uh, And they've from day one, they've been very committed to the people side of the business, the culture and and more than just engagement, but feedback and analytics aligning to results. Uh, Keep your eye on culture because they're doing some interesting things there. Another $20 million round went to Antello. That was also in June. Antello is the company that was really one of the early um, successful players in sourcing and they're going to take that 20 million and apply it to step up their artificial intelligence efforts to help recruiters with their candidate sourcing. And I just realized I left Textio off that I've got them in this tie, but they're actually, they're actually number three, because they're 21 million, not 20. Um, Textio, um, a little Freudian slip because they've long been the company that uses AI and machine learning to take a job description and then uh, help employers and recruiters write better job descriptions that get better conversions. Um, But this 21 million, when you look at the source of funding, one of the investors is one of the uh, big investors in HubSpot, and then you read the announcement, uh, HubSpot is a a marketing uh, platform. Uh, When you read their announcement, they talk about moving beyond recruiting into things like sales and marketing that starts to make a lot of sense. I don't know that they'll pivot, but the world of consumer marketing and B2B marketing, if you can help brands write online ads that will convert more prospects or customers into their pipeline, that's a huge segment. So I expect Textio to get a little distracted by that given Um, where they are. Now, I have not spoken to Textio. I haven't taken a briefing recently with Textio. Everybody that I respect who goes deep in talent acquisition likes Textio a lot, um, and I like what I've seen from them as well. Uh, So keep your eye on them. But I I do expect um, some changes in their focus over there. Um, The last one on the list in this, uh, so I guess we're going to um, six on the list, to be fair, uh, is ShiftGig. Uh, A job board focused on hourly and gig economy um, type talent, 20 million in January. Now, they would say that they're a marketplace. I haven't taken a deep briefing with Shift Gig, but from what I see of them, their presence, their message and what they're offering, I see job board. Uh, But, uh, you know, they've been at they've had their 20 million now for uh over six months. So maybe there's something big coming our way. We'll look to see product. And the summer and fall is when we see a lot of new announcements. Now I'm gonna stop there. I could go on and on and give you insights on every one of these deals, but um you, you'll get more of that over at hrwins.com. Today I've got Jason Weingarten, who is the founder and CEO of Yellow with us on the podcast today. And I am happy to let you all listen into to our conversation. Jason is a really interesting guy. He's been around the industry for a long time. And not only is Yellow an exciting company because they raised $31 million in the second largest round of VC funding in 2017 year-to-date, but because of what they're doing for their customers and their evolution from campus recruiting to talent acquisition technology, recruitment marketing, and CRM, uh, these guys are uh, somebody to watch for the rest of 2017 and into 2018. So that being said, let's get right into it. Let's bring Jason in, and I hope you enjoy this as much as I did. Okay, I've got a great interview here today. Joining us is Jason Weingarten, the founder and CEO of Yellow. Uh, Yellow helps multinational enterprise companies meet, engage, capture, and nurture top candidates. Yellow's transformative talent acquisition technology helps its client partners excel at hiring the right talent at the right time. Yellow helps companies humanize the candidate experience. Now, Yellow just got a lot of buzz in the HR tech circles. They rose a $31 million C round of venture capital. So I'm excited to learn more about the plans for that and and what Yellow is planning and what they're up to. Um, But let's let's learn a little bit more about Jason. Prior to founding Yellow in 2008, Jason was a co-founder and CEO of eCampus Recruiter, for about ten years from 98 to two thousand eight. Uh, they were focused on uh, just like it sounds, campus recruiting, which is also where yellow started. So Jason's been around the industry for a long time. Welcome, Jason.
1: Thanks for having me. excited to be on the podcast.
0: Great, So it's great to have you here. Um, I've uh, you know known yellow for a while and uh, I'm excited to share. Uh, your background and yellow uh, with everybody that's listening, did I leave anything out about you, Jason? Anything you want to share?
1: No, you definitely pointed out that uh, i've I've got some gray hair since I've been in the industry <laughs> for a while so um no' it's it, it's been fun to watch um this uh, the entire industry take form and um, kind of was there in the the early days helping universities manage relationships with employers and students and That then transformed into the 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 new company now Yellow, um, where we are really helping um, the biggest and best companies in the world um, source, uh, engage, and and recruit top talent. um, It's uh, been a really exciting journey so far.
0: Cool, cool. Yeah, you know I jumped onto the vendor side in '98, so uh, you know I'd been I spent about 10 years as a practitioner prior, but. Uh, so I, we've, got a, we've had a similar you know, journey or at least lens to watch everything develop here. Um, so we, you used a lot of talent acquisition phrases, um, I uh, read the bit about uh, what yellow is, but tell, let's take it down one level for everybody listening. Quickly tell everyone what exactly the product or the products are. Um, nar- narrow down, what talent acquisition technology, what, what do you deliver to the, to the customer?
1: And so we're we're focused on solutions that, that help customers uh, recruit top talent um, right now um, you're you're very familiar with applicant tracking systems which you know' are a reaction to uh, monster and career builder and all the job boards and being able to to capture that information in a compliant format um, I would say that, that yellow is is more of a, a reaction to the new social media and the, the new LinkedIn um, recruiting style where um, People are happily employed, they are well paid, and and you actually have to do a great job to recruit them and provide a a differentiated candidate experience. Yellow is a a complete candidate experience platform that um, helps you uh, introduce yourselves to to, um, uh, prospective hires um, and then navigates the candidates through that process very seamlessly. uh, our products are, are used in a, a very different way, depending on um, what the pain points are of, of the organization. But, but over time, um, it's uh, really the system of engagement is, is what Yellow is, and um, instead of a, a system of record, which is uh, what we typically typically plug into the, the applicant tracking system.
0: System of engagement, I like that. I like that. That's that's I, I hear. I'm hearing more and more about gate engage, the engagement of candidates, the engagement of talent um, as being really where uh, recruiters are focused right now, so um, you might be on to something with that that's um, that's good so let's let's take it back up to a high level um, i'd like to I'd like to start uh, sort of at a at a higher level and there's a, a path on all of these conversations that I've had. And I, and I wanna start with um, this topic that's impacting employers uh, of of all sizes. And it's actually something that is uh, across all of the segments here in, in HR tech. And so I, I hear a lot about it from the employer side and the tech vendor community. There's this sea change To where um, HR and recruiting technology used to be developed for internal, sort of, you know, corporate users, the recruiters, the HR people. Now it's really being developed with the candidate or employee experience at the core. Now, uh, at the front, you know, we talked about how, you know, Yellow's uh, goal is to humanize the candidate experience. T- tell us tell us about that tell us why this change has happened or your, what your thoughts are about that and what what that really means to to yellow and to yellow's customers
1: well sure um yeah so in the past you know the the key was um, a recruiter or a sourcer or an interviewer had a pain point and they wanted that pain point solved um, and candidates didn't necessarily have the voice because they either got hired or they didn't um, with the advent of um, you know, social media, um, if you don't get a job or you're not happy about the process, um, you're going to voice your opinion, and, and it can be very loud. Um, and so what um, our philosophy is um, not just to um, help companies recruit the best talent, but um, you might have a, a huge consumer products company that uh, is going to deny hundreds of thousands of people every single year um, to uh, opportunities at, at their organization, mm-hmm. and if the candidates don't feel like they are being treated with respect, like that they are um, uh, you know really at the, the forefront, um, they might not buy products from, from that company. And all of a sudden, when you're talking about hundreds of thousands of people a year that used to buy your products that might not anymore, um, it becomes a, a C-suite initiative. And so we're, we're starting to see companies, um, not just that, that we're pushing this on top of the enterprise, but, but C-suites are actually bringing this concern uh, down to talent acquisition to make sure that um, all the communications they're having with uh, customers, whether they're applicants or not, um, are appropriate, are humanized, and, and again, it's... The last time you applied for a job, it, it's it's nerve wracking, right? It's um, there's a lot of anxiety. Um, uh, you think they got the record, or you think they got the application, um, but how long will it take them to get back to you? Um, where are you going for an interview? How do you get there? Who are you going to speak to? Did they like you? You know, it's an incredible amount of anxiety during that uh, very intimate portion of a uh, of, uh, candidate's life, and. Um, making sure that they're being treated properly and and communicated um, making sure that there's incredible visibility in the uh, process um, can can go a long way in providing a, a differentiated candidate experience
0: yeah yeah so it's use a, a word that um, I've been talking about a lot lately which you talked about exclusion and excluding you know hundreds, you know, hundreds of thousands of candidates um, that it's really a cultural shift, right? For recruiters right now, I, I feel like the brands, the employers that get it are looking at their process, to, to looking, looking for it to be more inclusionary. And yes, I I do mean, you know, of course, when we hear inclusion, we hear diversity a lot. Um, I, I do mean that, but I also mean sort of the, just the overall inclusionary, really, you know, it's about that black hole in the process and uh, communicating and making candidates feel as though they've been recognized um, and considered—is uh, that—is that, is, is that a, a part of that candidate experience that you're you're trying to humanize?
1: It, it is. I mean, if you think about it, if you go to um, uh, an e-commerce store to to buy something on your phone, it's going to give you updates, you know, every 15 minutes or every couple of days of. Uh, where this product is in the process uh, has it um, have you bought it is it being delivered it was delivered what was your satisfaction level and so when you're seeing that over and over again in, in your daily life um, your expectation of applying for a job is very very similar and so um, uh, I think that's the, the one of the, the trends that's leading to this The another trend is that it's a lot easier to apply for jobs now than it used to be. Um, it's a lot easier to, whether it's using your LinkedIn profile or um, joining talent communities, um, uh, our companies are seeing unprecedented growth in the number of applications they're receiving. So, um, But their their team size isn't growing. So they need tools to, to be able to, to manage all these uh, different types of um, communications and and they need to provide that transparency that the the candidates are expecting.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, Yellow's been at this for um, you know a while now, and and you've had success. But I, I feel like uh, for someone like me and other market analysts in the space, we know Yellow, but you're sort of like you know the, one of the industry's best kept secrets in the world of recruitment marketing and and. Candidate relationship management, or you know, CRM, and I, I know based on you know previous conversations with with Yellow, uh, you've had consistent growth. You've got impressive customers, and uh, my my friend Jerry Crispin over at Career Crossroads, I, you know, he t- has told me how. His colloquium members, which are some of the leading uh, recruiting innovators and and largest brands in the world, most of them are using uh, Yellow's products or or some of Yellow's products. Um, So let's let's not keep you secret anymore. So tell folks, uh, how should customers categorize Yellow and what types of companies should be using Yellow?
1: Yeah, no, I, we're, uh, I think this is the year that we're done being the best kept secret. So, um so it, it'll be a failure for me personally if, if, uh, that continues to be the case. But when we first started, you know, we were basically labeled as, as niche. It was, uh, campus recruiting. And when you think about it, uh, the companies that are recruiting on campus are, are typically the, the largest enterprises in the world. They are companies that are investing in um, a long-term relationship with, uh, with this future employee. Someone they've got to train for a couple of years, that they've got to build up. Um, they're usually looking at uh, diversity as a, as a huge measure when, when they're doing campus recruiting. They're looking at leadership development. And so um, we were very fortunate to have our start there and, and to truly own campus. And by owning campus, we we, we basically learn from our companies of uh, how how the best-in-breed work. And if you think about um, relationships with top talent on campus, you're meeting them freshman year and sophomore year. You are um, spending uh, time in front of them, in front of um, people that can motivate these uh, um, uh, candidates. You are engaging them over years so that when they are finally ready for an internship or a full-time job, they're going to your company and they're not going elsewhere. And if you think of the shift that's occurred in um, recruiting from receiving applications to passive recruiting, it's the same exact thing. And so what we did is we took the model that has um, worked uh, exceptionally well on a global scale for um, these uh, incredible enterprises and we adapted it to, uh, to the professional space. And so um, while others have kind of um, focused on saying, well, we're basically Salesforce for um, uh, for recruiting and, and just focused on, you know, pure CRM, or others have said we're Marketo for recruiting and focused on kind of recruitment marketing, we really understood the process that, that the companies were going through. And uh, our focus was on providing that, uh, that cash ROI success. Um, We consistently delivered that for our our companies, and then we didn't necessarily have to do a huge marketing buzz um, to uh, get our name out there. Uh, The biggest companies were already using us and then asking us, would you um, uh, start building more tools for uh, uh, the professional and the executive space? And um, The the market spoke, and and, and that's how we um, really grew so quickly without a huge marketing spend.
0: That's a, that's, a, that's a great story. I, I love that your customers uh, led you um, to evolve the, the product, and that's what got you here. A lot of times I talk to vendors that, you know, they've – sometimes they nail it, they've got a great idea, but sometimes that great idea is ne- isn't necessarily on the mark, and um, it's it's a much different process getting it on the mark. But I'm sorry, I interrupted you there. What, you're about to uh, uh, finish your thought.
1: Oh, no, I, I – that's the, the big point. Um, one of the huge differentiators of Yellow is um, our product market fit is, is always perfect because we work directly with uh, our, our largest companies. Um, uh, we are so fortunate to have the market leaders entrust us. Um, uh, they come to my CEO's Innovation Council um, several times a year, and they let us know kind of where things are going three to five years. I, like, I don't need a crack market research team to, to try to come up with a product that may work. We know in advance every single product that we're building that will have, um, you know, a dozen of the, the largest companies in the world on it within the first year because they'll, they'll pre-buy it. So um, it's a different way to do business. Um, it's one of the fortunate ways because of our focus on the enterprise that, that they have the capital to, to make this happen. And yeah. and then, um, as you mentioned with our, our recent fundraise, um, we've been in a, a, a really good financial position to uh, invest ourselves in um, uh, expanding that growth.
0: That's great. So the the thirty one million is it is it uh, is it earmarked for growth? You, you mentioned this is the last year that you're the best kept secret, um, and and is that is that where you're going to spend it? <laughs>
1: no. Yeah. So so I, I think there's a a couple areas where where we plan to, to spend the thirty one million. Um, first area is we win almost every single deal we're, we're in right now. Um, And so if we see, uh, whether it's an RFP, whether we're seeing uh, if we're going to -to head-to-head and and really any of these other areas around CRM, recruitment, marketing, application management, referrals, like we're we're winning all these deals. And I feel like we're winning way too many deals. Um, It means we're not getting enough of baths. And so um, we need to do a better job positioning ourselves in the, the marketplace, making sure that uh, every enterprise knows who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's that's one goal that, that we're going to do and, and build that up through uh, sales and marketing. Um, the second part is uh, our companies uh, are thirsting for more um, innovative products in the space. And because we are the, the system of engagement, that, that platform of choice for the candidate experience, it gives us great opportunities that when there are um, new ideas or, or single features that kind of are masked as products, um, we have the ability to, to kind of build those into the platform. So we have to our customers have that one uh, company they can call. The customers uh, know that they don't have to deal with a, another integration or another uh, um, vendor onboarding. They can just go to the, the trusted vendor that um, has con- consistently um, led them down the right path.
0: Right, right. So on that, um, you know, innovation and, and how you've, you've grown the product, the, the recruitment marketing space has been emerging for a while, um, but it's been evolving really quickly the last few years. What, what are those changes that you are seeing? What are, what are customers asking for in recruitment marketing and CRM?
1: So I think it's really interesting. Um, I I think we're at a a, a very unique phase where um, there may be a a tool set of uh, recruitment marketing products that um, customers are buying but aren't actually able to to utilize. Um, I think there's a a huge skills gap right now where um, recruiters haven't been completely trained on Um, programmatic ad buying or drip campaigns or, you know, a a lot of things that are um, uh, now commonplace in in the sales stack. um, They're just expected to be there in recruiting, and and it's just not there. Um, So our focus is less on kind of the the buzz of recruitment marketing, and it's more, um, you know, what are the outcomes that you're looking for um, as an organization? And it could be uh, you would like to get um, – better candidate pipelines, or you'd like to keep them more engaged. And so we provide them, you know, really simple, easy-to-use solutions that um, enable them, uh, the the enterprise, to get the communications out to the the right people at the right time. Um, So I think uh, there's been a a lot of uh, uh, churn specifically in that space because I I think the products have been ahead of where perhaps the, the customers are at this point. And, uh, and and our customers are, are really focused on recruiting operations. They want to make sure that they are um, getting the candidates swiftly, that they are bringing them through the process efficiently, that um, evaluations are taking uh, place uh, systematically, and that's what's actually leading to um, better ROI. Well,
0: there there are a few things that um, interest me in what and what you just said, um, the, the skills gap. Uh, so. Uh, you know, I, I've talked about that a lot. There's not just in, in recruiting, but across the across the enterprise in HR, um, the technology has been coming so fast and the trends are pulling everybody to these, you know, whether it's analytics or marketing or CRM, just skills that HR classically hasn't had. How, is it the ease of use that, that you, is that how you address that skills gap or is it, uh, are there other you know capabilities you know automation or something that you you build in that uh, that helps the recruiting team get there?
1: Yeah, I just um, so I think when we take a look at say CRM, um, uh, you know the the other organizations that that kind of are in our space, mm-hmm. um, instead of actually building what our customers want, it basically replicated Salesforce. And if you are recruiting, you don't need Salesforce. Yeah, like Salesforce, yeah. we use it for our, our – like, it's it's amazing for what we need for the sales stack. Um, it's not meant for recruiting. Um, and if you look at, uh, you know, programmatic ad buying and you look at um, um, some of the, the big things for, for Marketo or HubSpot that you need on, on the uh, uh, marketing automation, those are great. And we use those tools here, again, for our sales and marketing. But uh, there are just – pieces of them that are really, really relevant for recruiting, and they need to be simple, and they need to be taught well. Hmm. And it needs to be uh, in in an easy-to-understand format where um, it's not training manuals and huge sessions. It's, um, oh, I want to give up my spreadsheet because this is easier. And uh, that's where our true focus is. Hmm. Um, I love using the analogy, if you're familiar with uh, Mad Men, you have, um, you know, these... uh, Um, old school uh, Madison Avenue advertisers that are building gigantic stories on billboards and on TV for um, how they are going to persuade the market. And then you move a little bit forward and now you're at uh, House of Cards. And House of Cards, they're able to basically fix elections through programmatic ad buying to know exactly who's saying what and where and and how to target. And um, I don't believe that... um, I, I think our recruiting teams are still in the mad Men, um, not necessarily mindset but but those are the skills that they were trained on, and um, we don't necessarily need um, all the things that uh, are being out there, so okay. Um, yeah I, you yeah, just get these good, customers good. that get confused by um uh, too much and, yeah. uh, and we really try to simplify well, it well
0: there there are certainly are a lot of shiny objects to get distracted by um out there that's for sure now the another thing you mentioned that that interested me was recruiting operations uh i've um, uh given that you're working with many global you know r- larger employers has has the recruiting operations function has that become is that a day-to-day thing within your customers? Do they they have those departments and those skills, people with those skills that are focused on the process and, and keeping the wheels turning? Is that is that a thing?
1: They do, yeah, and, and they're amazing at it. Um, I, I feel like Yellow's been a, a sponge of, of information, learning from our, our customers over uh, the past seven or eight years. Um, again, we're very fortunate for um, uh, having the, the leaders in the space and trust us, and um by doing that, we've been able to learn the ins and outs of how these organizations can build these uh, weld oil machines to, uh, to to bring in, you know, hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of, of applicants. Um, the big companies are now defining those departments, and uh, over the last few years, it's been, uh, you know, director of recruiting operations or manager of recruiting operations, and they've been uh, in EMEA or Asia-Pac or, or here in the U.S., Um we are now starting to see that name change from uh, what the title does to the outcome. And so now we're starting to see it as Director of Candidate Experience. And I think that's awesome. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's really putting the, the right uh, mindset on there. And uh, it's. I think it's going to be a, a huge trend that, that we're going to start seeing forward. And uh, we uh, have changed some of our, our marketing tune as well to, to providing, you know, recruiting operation software to, to – uh, match that, that same trend and and focus on the Canada experience and we're happy to be the leader in that space.
0: Cool, cool. What, what, you know, I could dig in on some of these concepts and keep going, but one last question before we wrap it up. Um, in order for a company like Yellow to be successful, um, and, and this is very different in this world of HR tech these days, um, you, you know, you've got to be able to exist within um, an ecosystem of, uh, you know, you've mentioned applicant tracking systems and other technologies that exist that, that you'll tie to. Um, is that, you know, are, are you are you um, open and you've got, you know, APIs or other approaches to to live within that ecosystem?
1: Yeah, so our, our first goal is to uh, protect our customers and, and make sure that they're, um, you know, really guide them down the right path. Yeah. And so in doing so, um, there are frequently other vendors that we're asked to integrate with. Um, we've never turned down an integration, so we are um, agnostic. We've integrated with all the large players in um, HRIS and ATS and all the other acronyms that are out there, yeah. um, and continuously happy to, to do that. Um, uh, at the same time, we think security is extremely important. It's, it's baked into everything we do, and. Um, we prefer to, to control those types of relationships and processes uh, to make sure that uh, our employers or our, our customers are are um, uh, well kept and, mm-hmm. and so we are a little bit um, slower um, at, at times to to make sure that we're bringing on a, a new vendor as a partner. Um, but we are always confident that uh, everything's going to happen properly so Um, I think that's a a little bit different than just having that open API that allows people to kind of do whatever with with information. Um, We really, really focus on, again, outcomes and making sure that our employers are are getting the the best bang for the buck at the same time.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, So uh, is there anything that we didn't touch on today that uh, that you'd like to, uh, before we wrap up?
1: Yeah, just um first of all, uh, thanks again for for having me on and um really really appreciate the the conversation. Yeah, thank you. Um I I think there's um you know one of the other trends that, that we've started to, to see um is focused on referral management. And so whether it is using your employee base to push out um marketing opportunities uh or or uh, job opportunities to uh uh, their network, whether it is um, how to handle and process uh, all the referrals coming in or whether it's the visibility to those that are referring um, about uh, the applicants that are coming there's a, a huge trend that we're seeing there. Um, one of our clients saw a 500% increase in employee referral volume wow. um, and six times the amount of employee participation um, uh, just within six months. And so, those are the the types of, of things that um, uh, we are really starting to promote uh, towards the end of uh, 2017. We think it'll be a huge win for our customers um, over the next few years, and um, it allows for uh, a, a greater pipeline. It allows for um, cheaper marketing expenses, and it um, also engages your um, existing employee base. So, very very excited about the opportunity around referrals and. Love that it's built directly into uh, our, our TRM solution. Cool,
0: cool. Well, thank you for being here. Uh, this was this was a great conversation, and we covered a lot of ground in uh, in, a, in a pretty quick period of time here. Um, I will make sure that uh, everybody listening has links to you know where this is posted to go find you. But is there any as far as finding you? Um, how where would you point folks uh, if they want to learn more about Yellow?
1: Yeah, if you'd like to learn more about Yellow, just go to yellow.co, that's Y-E-E-L-L-O.co, um, or uh, Google or Bing us, and um, we would be happy to tell you um, a, a little bit about ourselves and, more importantly, find out, um, you know, what pain points you have and, and how we can come in there and, and help you solve those.
0: Great, great. Jason, thanks again. It was, it was great having
1: you here. My pleasure. look forward to doing it again.
0: I want to thank Jason Weingarten from Yellow for being here. Again, you can find Yellow at Y E L L O.com. That's Yellow.com. And thanks to everyone for listening to HR Market Watch. If you're interested in any of the research that I referenced today, you can find it at HRWinds.com, always for free. If you think you'd like to be a guest on HR Market Watch, send me an email at hrmw, that's like watch at hrwins.com. You've been listening to HR Market Watch. Learn more about the trends and the technology we discussed at hrwins.com, and find more HR Market Watch episodes on the HR Happy Hour Network at hrhappyhour.net. Thanks, everyone.